Do you think you may have a problem with your alcohol consumption or drug use? Are you thinking about quitting and want to know what all the sober hype is about? Whatever the reason, I'm so grateful you're here with me today. My name is Sarah, and I am the creator and host of Sober Gratitudes. I once was an active alcoholic, and after decades of failed attempts to control my drinking, I finally reached out for help. Letting others help me is why I'm here today, living a life I never thought possible. The suffering of my past was the catalyst I needed to find recovery and be receptive to healing. I created this podcast out of the desire to recover out loud and, with the help of my guests, show you how a better life is possible after addiction. Whether you have been here before or you are a first-time listener, I would be so grateful if you would take a moment to write a review on Apple Podcasts so that it can reach more people who may be struggling. Together, we can help those in need. You can also reach me at SoberGratitudes at gmail.com with any questions or comments. Thank you again for dropping in today, and welcome to Sober Gratitudes. Sober Gratitudes is a podcast dedicated to spreading the hope in recovery from addiction. It is an inclusive show that does not promote or represent any recovery program. When my guests and I discuss what keeps us sober, we are referring to our own unique experiences. Our goal is to encourage and give hope to those who are struggling and need support. Sober Gratitudes podcast is proud to come together and partner with Valor Fitness Clothing in our mutual mission to support and encourage the recovering community. Based in Los Angeles and inspired by real recovery, Valor Fitness lives up to its mission. With one item sold, Valor Fitness donates one item to a homeless shelter or transitional rehab facility. Because Valor Fitness Clothing supports Sober Gratitudes mission, everyone can receive a discount when shopping. Use the code GRATITUDE20 at checkout. Also, every guest on my podcast will be graciously given a gift certificate from Valor. We're stronger together when we come together. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sober Gratitudes. Sarah here, your grateful host. I hope you're doing well today. I hope you woke up with gratitude. And I hope you woke up sober. Whatever the case may be, you're here with me and I'm really glad. I'm really, really happy. I am grateful that it's 10 o'clock in the morning And I've already done a shit ton of stuff. The first thing I did was say thank you to the universe, my higher power, to all of those that are in my circle of sober friends. I am. I I don't ever 
take it for granted that I am alive today and that I have no desire to drink, that my life was saved, that I was given the second chance to live a better life. And also to get a second chance to record this particular episode. <laughs> I uh, attempted to do a short episode like I did earlier this week, an episode entitled, I Appreciate You. I was really excited that I did a short episode. It's really hard for me to do with and without guests. It was actually 17 minutes and 51 seconds, I think, when you add the disclosure, the intro, and yada, yada, all that stuff. But I also am doing this for the second time this morning because <laughs> I listened to it, and I don't always listen to what I've recorded, but this I went to take my dog for a walk before it would start to rain, and... I listened to the episode and I, I, I couldn't handle it because my, my microphone was picking up every sound in my mouth. And that just, ugh, I don't like that sound. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But it made me think of um, something that um, my, my kids Uh, introduced to me a couple years ago called ASMR, uh, but it's on YouTube. And ASMR, for those of you that don't know, it, it's an autonomous sensory meridian response. So it's a sound, it's like a sound that's relaxing, almost into, it says sedative sensation that begins on the scalp and moves down your body. And there are about 5.2 million ASMR videos on YouTube today. And there's interest coming from all corners of the globe. And it's really interesting. If you're curious, YouTube ASMR on YouTube. And wow, you'll be in for a big surprise. <laughs> it's really... Um, some of the some of the sounds are actually kind of relaxing, but then there's certain sounds. And, and these are people making these sounds really close to the microphone. And some people love the sound like that your mouth makes when you're talking or if you're like talking in a really soft voice and you hear like the pops and the other stuff that goes on in your mouth when you're talk, talking really close to the microphone. People like the crunching sound, maybe like the tapping on the microphone. It, I don't mean, I'm not like poking fun at, at it. It's just really interesting. And so when I was walking my dog listening, I'm like, this should be an ASMR YouTube video. <laughs> because... I was, I really couldn't focus on the content of what I was talking about. 
I was focusing on the sounds of my mouth. And you may also, you may still hear the sounds of my mouth and I apologize if, if it's distracting to you. And you may also hear the construction sound behind me. Um, and so apologies if it's distracting. So I just, I want to just give a, a quick hello, check in with you guys, because I did hear from some of you in response to the episode I put out a few days ago. And it was, the responses were really helpful. I, I read every single one of them and I, I'm pretty sure I responded to everyone. If I didn't, I, I'm going to tell you now, I, I, I did read everything and I'm just so grateful. I'm, I'm so psyched to hear from you. So if, if you are listening to this episode for the first time, um, go back and listen to, I appreciate you to understand what I'm talking about, but it, I, I do need your, with every, with everything, I, I need help usually, um, running solo in this life didn't help me. <laughs> I, I uh, lived a life really so, uh, trapped in addiction. And by that, I mean, you know, obviously addicted to alcohol and thinking about alcohol. So trapped with the actual action of pouring alcohol into my body, but then also the thinking that goes along, the alcoholic thinking. Well, quote unquote, alcoholic thinking, it's really human thinking that's kind of lit on fire by alcohol. I don't know where I was going with that, but <clears throat> I just wanted to thank you for giving me so, some great material. Oh yeah. To help me not do this alone because it's kind of boring doing it alone for me in my experience. I get so inspired by people and their ideas. And I'm just so fascinated with what the creativity that people have, especially people who are sober, like once being addicted, an addict or alcoholic, and then finding this new life in recovery. And then all of a sudden, like all of their creative juices are just flowing. And I love it. Like I love I'm thinking of so many things right now, so many people and what they're doing in their, in their lives now that they're sober. And that's just so fucking awesome. Right? Like I'll speak for myself, but like when I was actively drinking, I was actively drinking and that's pretty much it. And if I wasn't drinking, I was thinking about drinking. So I wasn't thinking about, like how to be creative. Like I wasn't thinking about how to, how to help others first and foremost. Like I, I never really thought of others. 
Like I thought I just was so, I was so trapped in my own disease and I was so stuck in a pattern of negative self-talk and when am I going to get my next drink and getting rid of this hangover and feeling so miserable and being in a victim role and self-pity and self-loathing and just, it's just a lot of so much um, negative thoughts and feelings took up so much space in my head. Even, even after I got sober and even now, sometimes fearful thoughts get stuck in my head. One thing, one of the biggest things I had a problem with was um, being very concerned about what other people thought of me and what I was doing before sobriety and in sobriety. And um, that's kind of the topic I wanted to discuss only for the next five minutes because I'm really, really feeling very dedicated to keeping these episodes short. But this topic popped up in the process of hearing from all of you in response to the previous episode. And I'm like, I'm thinking, yeah, this is something important to share. It was in my gut, so I trusted my gut. And I love that I'm that I'm able to do that now. Like I I respect my intuitions. I'm thoughtful. I I'm when I think about my intuitions, I think about like how they will be useful, how how it will help other people. Is it kind? Is it loving? And um, and I hope that's how you receive what I'm going to share very briefly. That um, and and this is it. Here it goes. In early sobriety, I had to learn how to focus on my journey first and foremost, before anything else, and push aside my fears of what other people might be thinking of me, or my fears of, yeah, just that, <laughs> or my or my thoughts on how other people were doing their recovery. Because when I did that, it distracted me from the healing that I needed to do. And this is something that was suggested to me very early on. And I'm so glad somebody told me this. And I can remember exactly where I was standing. And I, I remember exactly who told it, this to me. And she said, when you spend time talking about Joe Schmo's journey in recovery. You're taking up time 
where you can be working on your own program of recovery. So in, in a nice way, she was like, stop being really judgmental and with the best intentions and think of your, your own journey. And don't waste time judging others or, or thinking that you know better than they do about their journey. And, and with this, you know, I know f for me, when I was, when I, when I first stepped foot into the, um, the rooms of my recovery program, I, I knew I was home and I knew that this is where I was going to learn how to stay stopped and, and understand my disease and how cunning and baffling it is. And, um, I was told that I had to put my sobriety first. And that was hard to do because I didn't want to think about the things that I needed to think about. And they said, don't worry, don't think about that just yet. Just get through each day. And I was given suggestions about how to get through each day, just one day at a time. And, and I had to first and foremost focus on other activities. I had to, I had to think of new ways of living each day. And, and it was usually talking to a lot of people and being in environments where I knew people had the, their, their motives were good in helping me and, um, and people who I felt were sincerely interested in my well-being, And, um, and I stuck with those people. And when I did this every day, I started to find myself thinking and feeling differently about the world outside of myself. And I was learning how to be the kind of person that I, I knew I wanted to be, but I just, I didn't really know how to be. And, you know, almost in, in, in a, less than a month, it'll be nine years that I surrendered to my disease. It's not nine years from my last drunk, but it's nine years when I surrendered to my disease and found a program that worked for me, that helped me. And I still, to this day, need support. I need other people to help me. And that means helping them. Helping them helps me. I love talking about sobriety. I love talking about recovery. I love talking about the changes that can happen if you're willing and you're desperate. I love it. I could talk about it all day long. And the people that I've connected with they also love to talk about it all day long. <laughs> we don't because we can't because we have lives, you know, and responsibilities. But whenever I can get that chance, if, if I always say, please call me. And if, if you've ever heard that from me, call me anytime. I mean it. And if I don't, if I don't call you back, I will. 
I'm excited to hear from you. I'm excited to be on this team with you, this team of people who are recovering and healing and get to a place of, you know, a recovered state, a place of remission where you can really, really be useful to others and, and be rid of that selflessness, selfishness, I'm sorry. So focusing on your journey first is not selfish. Focusing on your sobriety first, you're not being selfish. You're practicing self-care. So that's just what I want to tell, tell you today. Just my thoughts, just my experience. And darn it, it's 18 minutes now, almost 19 minutes. If you're still listening, I have to say it. I have to say it. And I know I'm copying this from somebody. And if he's listening, I love you. But everything's okay. You're going to be okay. If you need to hear that, it's okay. And I have to say this. I have to say this too. I'm going to go and try to live a life that was worth saving today. And I hope you do the same. <laughs>